This is the Four Ball Guru Podcast, episode number four. Welcome back to the Floorball Guru Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the World Floorball Championships, specifically the U19 Women's Floorball Championships and the experience that I had recently in May of 2018 to go as part of a team to coach and and compete at the World Floorball Championships. I was lucky enough to have been selected as part of this team and by the general manager, Anders Bouvard. And he paired me with another wonderful guy named Patrick Jesu out of Detroit, Michigan, and Pekka Nutila out of Finland. And this core group of four people worked together to build a team to go and compete at the World Floorball Championships. Our first struggle in particular was trying to find players. Floorball is still a grassroots movement, and yet we're trying to find and develop players bring them together, and then go compete against other countries who are far farther ahead as far as development and player progression than we are and actually have opportunities to play together. Whereas as a team, we didn't actually play together as a team until we got to Switzerland for our first team camp. So you got to think about how, how, do you, how are you going to coach a team of players that you haven't put together and then you've got three days to get them up to speed and then go compete against others who've been spending the last two years in general playing and potentially playing together as a group. It's a huge challenge and it was a huge undertaking and one that all of us were glad and happy to to take on that challenge. As we built into the World Floorball Championships, uh, we've traveled to, to St. Gallen and Harrisau in Switzerland. And I'll tell you what, those two venues that we played at were wonderful venues to, to play. And the U19 women in particular, it's broken into two groups. You have your Group A and your Group B. Your Group A is the top eight teams in the country, and Group B is everybody else. If the, the bottom of the group of Group A, if they lose, they're relegated into Group B. The top of Group A is then promoted into Group A the following tournament. So the, the ability to move from one to another and continue to play at, at different levels and have those opportunities to move up and compete for the top three spots in the world in, the, in that level is there. And, uh, it, and the excitement that it can bring is definitely there. And, and as more and more countries get involved and the development, specifically on the women's side, continues to grow and expand, we're going to see more competition, higher level competition, uh, and, and better games in the long term. So it's really pushing towards putting a better product for the fans to watch, uh, which is which is really nice to see both live and online when it, the games are streamed. And that's one of the really nice things that the International Floorball Federation does, specific to the World Championships, is that they live stream all the different games and the events. So families back home, fans, supporters, all that can have instant access to watch the games live, or they throw them on YouTube, their YouTube channels as well, and you can watch them, you can replay them and watch them as much as you like. So from that standpoint, it's been a really good job of selling the sport, selling the fans, and getting more people engaged and aware that this sport exists, and that you can actually see it happening live. And while you can watch the things live, and you can kind of hear that some of the different 
you know, things that are happening in the stands. It is a totally different world when you go there live and you see and experience the actual, you know, atmosphere that can happen in, in floorball. And one of the things that, that struck me is in our facility, we were down on the floor and there was a wall and then all of the stands, there were about 400 people that could fit in the, our facility that we were playing in, were above us, uh, at least 10 feet above us. And those fans, when they got into it, could make some noise. And we had a couple really, really close games, a couple back-and-forth games in particular, uh, where the fans were pretty much engaged the entire time. And the level of intensity was there the entire time. You know, in a 20-minute period, we're playing three periods, sometimes it was a blur. Or sometimes it just felt like it was dragging on for a long time. It It really just went back and forth. And when a goal would score, boy, that place would erupt. And, and that made it an amazing experience as a coach and as a pl- I can imagine as a player to be in that world and to that, feel that excitement and that energy and to continue to push and, and, and fight for those goals and fight for that ball and go back and forth. And, and we, you know, we had two games in particular that went, it went right down to the last second and you know could have gone either way. But just that level of intensity sells a sport. And I remember one particular instance when we were playing Austria and we were down and uh, we were trying to create create a little more uh, opportunity. So we, we were about five minutes left in the third period. We called a timeout. And as soon as they called that timeout, the, uh, the Austrian fans who were sitting directly above us and right behind us, uh, they just went nuts. And they had drums and... You know, they're waving their flags and they're all cheering and chanting and they've got air horns going and I couldn't hear myself and I was yelling as loud as I could huddled up in our group talking to our team strategizing what's going on and I thought I was yelling as loud as I could and I thought they could barely hear me and just because of how loud it was and what an atmosphere that is as a coach and as a player to, to be a part of that there's that much energy going on and that's one of the great things that I think sports in general can bring, just that excitement and that, uh, you know, that, that elation that goes on and just that just energy that can happen, especially in close games. And that's one of the great things that I want to bring back when, with, with floorball and, and continue to grow this, to get it to that level. So we've got it in the high school sports and we've got it in co- college sports and People are in arenas and doing the same thing, that just like they are for basketball, volleyball, hockey, all this stuff. That floorball would be part of that. And seeing that live in, in such a, a, a big venue in a big way has really something that I've brought home with me and, and can see the future of the sport. Now, it's not, that, that's not going to be tomorrow. It's not going to be in a week or in, even in a year. But it's definitely some, a place that it can go. And it's that vision that I know myself and others have of the sport as it continues to grow both in the national scene, but specifically in the local scene as well throughout North America. And, you know, being able to see it at the, at the finals and watching Sweden and Finland and just seeing how far ahead that they are in their development um, was, was really just nice to see, just to see what they can do and, and how they approach the game. And one of the things that, that the coaches noticed right away in the final game leading up into the warm-ups was that both teams, Sweden and Finland in particular, they spent quite a bit of their warm-up not just shooting, running drills, or things like that, but actually playing small-sided games 
and uh, you know getting that level of intensity up and getting that energy up and getting warm and and, and getting the pressure on in, in tight situations and being able to kind of move and communicate but just doing that half court you know you know kind of a, a training and development was really neat to see now, a lot of teams don't do that I mean I know by playing order soccer or playing basketball or some of this other stuff typically you're just shooting you're doing some drills but to see them actually doing those small-sided games right there in the beginning was was encouraging and something that I definitely am going to use uh, and continue to use uh, in my coaching as I go forward and that emphasis on that small-sided game because even at that level, it, it matters. And, and so there's there's definitely something to it. And I wanted to, to bring that back home so more and more people are doing those things. Now, having gotten back and then spending some time thinking about how, as coaches, you know, we we approached the the process of going and, and coaching, and and frankly, I feel like we did everything we could. The results didn't didn't necessarily reflect that, but the players they worked hard, and 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 what a wonderful opportunity to be able to be around such amazing women, and and see them grow and see them develop and and fight and put in the effort and and do everything they can to, to get to that that result. And it, you know, it came short a little bit, and that, and again, that's life. That happens, but it's encouraging as we continue to develop and grow the sport that we're going to find more and more uh, women and men out there that want to get involved in this sport, that they want to play, and we're going to continue to use the resources from other areas and other sports to kind of draw on some of that right now. But you know, as the development continues to grow, we focus on you know getting more players involved at the youth levels. And developing it there and then building that into the national team in the long term i think we're going to have a better better track of getting more people involved and actually having better results in the long term as in that in that process so i can tell you this much if you if you love a good sport if you like all kinds of sports you want to go see something that's 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 exciting and engaging i definitely encourage you to check out floorball a lot of the games are online on YouTube under the IFF channel, so you can find a lot of these live games and check it out. And you can go and see the high level and see what it, what it currently is and, and, and imagine what we could do here and seeing it in every college and every school and kind of build it up that way and just get more people playing sports. And so I'm really excited for 2020 when we get to do this all over again. And, and, and hopefully in, that, in this time frame from now until then that we're going to be further ahead than we were this time and that our, our process and what's being done around the country is going to help continue to improve that process. So, again, the next one's coming up in December. It's the men. Then we've got the women are, are qualifying next year in, in 2019, and, and then the U19 men are going to compete in May of 2019. And, and then it just can, continues to cycle through. So there's a lot of opportunities to watch high-level floorball throughout the world, and there's always ways to get involved in the sport and continue to grow. With that in mind, if you're interested in more information about floorball, getting involved, getting it started at your program, hockey programs, schools, YMCAs, uh, colleges, things like that, check out my website at www.floorballguru.com. I'd love to help you get growing and get you involved in this wonderful sport.